Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbert. And I'm Courtney Browns. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events around the Endless Mountains. Well, some sad news and some happy news today on the Conservation Corner. Uh, So about a month ago I got a message from Courtney saying that she had to tell me something. And uh, I automatically wrote her back and told her congratulations. Uh, But the fact of the matter was, I wasn't really positive about what I was congratulating her for. I did feel like I I knew. So, I was right. Uh, So over the last month, we've been preparing for this day. And this is Courtney's last day here as co-host on the Conservation Corner. So today we're looking back at the last three years, or three and a half years, and finding out what Courtney has lined up next too. So... Maybe we should start with what you do when you're not here at the district and how that's kind of led up to this day. So I think as you probably figured out by now, um, I like to hunt a lot. So I spend a lot of time in the woods, um, whether it's here in PA or traveling to other states. Um, Also really involved in the National Wild Turkey Federation. Um, I help with a lot of local chapters as well as set on the state board of directors. So... It's all that to say that kind of led me to a position with the Pennsylvania Game Commission. That's awesome. Um, But not only that, you'll be doing hunter recruitment, hunter education, that type of thing? Yeah, so it's called the R3 Initiative. It's recruitment, retention, and reactivation. So basically getting more people hunting and keeping them hunting. And kind of all that to say that you also have been doing that for the Game Commission you know, at least some respects. Yeah, I mean, I've been a hunter ed instructor for a little over eight years now. So I've got to teach, you know, here in this district as well as back home in Clearfield County. Well, takes back to day one when you started at the district. I mean, was this job what you imagined? And, you know, what made you stay here? So to be honest, I, I don't think I really had any clue what I was getting myself into. Um, this was my first like job in the environmental field after college. And you know, I, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, I will say it's not what I had in my head it would be. Um, every day was different. Learn something new each day. I think that's really what made me stay. I really enjoyed Susquehanna County and you know all the people I got to meet and you know all the really cool experiences I've had along the way. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, every day is different for sure. And uh, always learning something new, uh, always meeting new people. And it really makes the job interesting, and there's a lot of variety in this job. So it's kind of something I enjoy about it too. Well, when you reflect on the last three and a half years, I mean, how has your perspective changed in regard to, let's say, conservation? So I think like three years ago when I thought about conservation, I only really thought about the big picture, you know, the big impacts that everyone talks about and everyone sees. Um, So I never really thought about all the little things that add up to the big picture, like how a culvert pipe on a road might lead to sedimentation in a stream. And then, you know, that sediment's going to end up in the Chesapeake Bay eventually. Things like that you just don't really think of until you actually see it and work with it in the field. So your primary role here at the district was dirt and gravel road specialist. Um, And you've implemented a lot of different projects. Um, But I guess one of the questions I have for you, um, if you could address townships or other municipalities and convince them to take part in the program, what would your message be to them? 
I guess to maybe be open and try new ideas. So I know it's super easy when you've been doing something, you know, the same way for 10, 15, 20 years, it's easy to become stuck in your ways. But I think listening to new ideas and maybe at least giving them a try, you know, you'd never know what may work. And then that's something, you know, that could save you money in the long run, save you labor time, um, could work out well for you. Yeah, I think that's so true. Um, yeah, in the last five or 10 years, and even, you know, with our time at the district, we've had a lot of, we had a lot of flooding. I mean, a lot of localized floods, you know, four inch, five inch storms in a couple hours. And it's just ripped apart roads, uh, driveways, uh, properties in general, anything by a stream. But a lot of those techniques and tools that uh, the dirt and gravel road program is implementing can protect those um, assets, you know, whether it's a road or a driveway or whatever, uh, because they've come up with some techniques that uh, they're cutting edge. I mean, they're coming out of Penn State. And um, so you have the chance to use those in your municipalities, your townships, that type of thing. And, um, and I think the program's here, you know, to help the environment, but it's also here to help you. I think it's a common stigma that, like, you know, we're just here to tell you what to do and how to do it, but we want to help. So. Yeah, we do. And there's a lot of there's a lot of money available to the public, you know, to those entities that want to improve the roads. So you've worked with a good number of townships and municipalities over the course of your time here. Um, you know, without showing any bias, what was your favorite project and why? So, I have a love-hate relationship with stream crossing projects, um, but I'm going to go with either the Mattis Road Culvert or the Kelly Road Culvert project. Not because I loved every step of the process, but... Um, there was a lot involved, you know, from starting with going out and doing long pro surveys on the streams of the Center for Dirt and Gravel Road Studies to learning how to size the pipe to working with the engineer and then putting that on plans and working with the township and eventually, you know, putting the structure in the ground and then all of the work that comes after that to make sure the stream's built back. Um, I think I definitely learned a lot in that process. It was super involved. Yeah, and again, you know, these... These projects are not only improving um, the infrastructure in the community, but they're creating connections that weren't there, you know, for so long. The connection from downstream to upstream that those those pipe culverts um, really hinder, so the organisms can move. The you know passage opens up for fish or frogs or turtles or whatever, uh, and just allows more flow through that culvert as well. So it's a, it's a really good part of the program. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tend to agree because I was out there with you doing the ENS portion and just uh, monitoring progress. So it was cool. I'm glad um, you got to see those two projects come to fruition. And uh, they were really good projects. So let's move on to your new job. Um, get into exactly what you'll be doing with the Game Commission. And... You know, do you feel that your district job has helped you develop any skills you'll be using in that role? Yeah, so my position with the Game Commission is R3 Specialist. And like I mentioned a little bit before, that stands for Recruitment, Retention, and Reactivation. So it's a nationwide initiative basically to get more people um, hunting by recruiting them and then retaining those hunters. 
and then reactivating people who have had a lapse and buying a hunting license for whatever that reason may be. So it'll be a lot of programs, mentored hunts, um, just trying to rope more people in. Mm -hmm. So as far as skills, um, I think the districts definitely helped me, you know, with communication skills, working with, you know, different groups of people. You know, we have the opportunity here to work with kids in schools all the way up through teaching township guys how to implement new practices in their roads. So it's definitely been cool to work with, you know, all the different diverse groups. And I think also, you know, we've kind of built some education programs here at the district as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I guess you'll be moving to the south central part of the state. Um, but will your job be taking anywhere else? Yeah, so I'll be based out of the Game Commission headquarters in Harrisburg. Um, but I think the job will take me kind of all over the state, depending on, you know, where we're putting on programs and what we're doing. Cool. And that's pretty exciting for you. You like to travel, so yeah. good. Um, so let's bring this conversation full circle. Uh, because we always try to discuss conservation-related topics on the show. So why is, you know, hunter recruitment needed in 2022? So nationwide, um, we're losing hunters at an alarming rate. You know, kids are more interested in playing on electronics or video games, whatever, inside. Um, we're just not seeing the number of licensed cells that we used to. Not only that, but also hunters are really important for wildlife conservation. Um, so hunting license cells are a really big income generator for wildlife agencies. There's also an 11% federal excise tax on sporting arms, ammunition, and archery equipment. And that money is actually um, through the Pittman-Robertson Act. So that money also helps fund wildlife conservation. So it's really important to have people you know, purchasing licenses as well as hunting equipment to make sure that we continue to generate money. And then you know, your non-hunting nature lovers also benefit from this funding because it supports the management of wildlife areas and wetlands, as well as game and non-game wildlife. Also, I think there's a, a bit of a balance too, right? I mean, if you look at it from an ecological perspective, we don't have the apex predators that we once did. And uh, so man kind of fills that role to some degree and balances out populations that way. Yeah, absolutely. Hunting's really important, you know, for population help. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up the show, I I'm guess I'm curious, looking back over all 150 plus shows that we've done together, what was your favorite show? Um, turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that one? Definitely my turkey shows. I think we did two or three throughout. Probably know by now I'm a little partial to turkeys, so. Yeah, I think yeah. the first one... We had some actual live turkey calls and yeah, um, gobbler sounds, <laughs> maybe. It was a pretty good one. Yeah. There were a lot of cool ones along the way. I'd, I'd almost have to look back at a list at this point to pick out the rest of my favorites, but that one stood out. <laughs> yeah, I just have to say, like, you know, we've, we've had a really good time both on and off the show. It takes a lot of preparation to put a show together, and... Um, you know, I know it's only on for 8, 10, 12 minutes um, every week, but it takes a good six or so hours to put a show together, maybe even more sometimes. And um, it's a lot of research, um, some editing, you know, it's uploading the show. And um, from time to time, there's going to be mistakes that are made. So we've, we've edited out those mistakes. Um, and I remember back... 
when we first started the show, right? <laughs> we did some editing. You were in, you started the the job of editing <laughs> and actually deleted a whole show. And we had to do it all over again. Yeah. That was uh, one of the more memorable times in, in my mind. You were super mad at me that day. <laughs> I was pretty mad at you. <laughs> but we got through it. We recorded a whole nother show. Um, and it's been it's been a fun road. And uh, I appreciate the time that we've had. And all the shows we put together. A lot of good shows. So, Like I said before, I'll be back to do another show or an interview in the future. So, Yeah. It's... Um, not goodbye see you later right so we'll do a follow-up show see how you're doing yeah um and we do we do have a uh, another person that's coming in and filling your role um they'll be starting two weeks from now not sure whether who exactly will be my co-host um i guess we're gonna switch out and at least um play fill-in co-host uh whoever feels up to it in the office i guess we'll be filling that role for some time and we'll see i guess that'll provide some variety um but thank you and good luck thank you and um it's been fun yeah it has been fun well i guess that does it for today's show if you have questions related to our shows you can contact the conservation district by calling 570-782-2105 if you missed a portion of today's show You can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. I'm Don Hubert saying enjoy the outdoors.